Welcome to ASU KED Talks, the podcast, where we introduce you to the people behind Arizona State University's research and the exciting ideas that drive them. In this episode, you'll hear from Seth Rahman, Ponch Ponchanathan on what knowledge enterprise really means. Now, Ponch. Thank you all, and I'm glad you're all here. I just wanted to share a few thoughts about knowledge enterprise development at ASU, what that is about, and I want to share some personal stories too as part of that. So at ASU, we have embarked on this fantastic mission of what we call the New American University. That is defined by three things that we are advancing on simultaneously, namely access, excellence, and impact. All three at the same time advancing at a very rapid speed. And a knowledge enterprise view of the university, we call ASU a knowledge enterprise, implies that we are producing three things through this knowledge enterprise view, namely people, ideas, and things. Reflecting this access, excellence, and impact mission of the university. So we therefore produce outstanding people fantastic ideas and creating phenomenal impact. So what I'm going to do today is to share with you some anecdotes, some stories through which I can communicate the power of this conceptualization and what is happening at ASU. We have had 20 years of this Research One designation, a very high intensive research university status. And we call this the legacy of discovery campaign because much has happened even in the last 20 years. And we are accelerating at such a pace that we probably will have three or four times that level of accomplishments, if not more, in the next 10 years. So we're very excited by that. Let me start off on the people front with a personal example. I have a center called the Center for Cognitive ubiquitous computing at ASU. Jargons aside, this center is embarked upon designing technologies, devices, environments for assisting individuals with a range of disabilities. So we started off first with individuals who are blind and visually impaired. As we were working on this since 2001, Around 2007, one day, a student knocked on my door. His name is David Hayden. David came to my office and said, Punch, I see that you're working on designing devices for individuals who are blind to be successful in their daily activities as well as productive members of society. I am a visually impaired student. I can read things as long as they can be presented to me at this distance. I am a double major in math and computer science. I just completed my freshman year and I'm doing well. But I can already see the challenges that I'm facing or about to face. Namely, that when I go to a class in math or in computer science specifically, I need to be able to understand what is going on from the first step to the second step 
to the third step, to the nth step. In order to do this, I need to have accessibility to the board. Even if I sat in the very first row in my class, I would not have this accessibility. And therefore, I worry and wonder if I will be able to successfully complete my program. So I said, David, how can we help you? How can we work with you to be of help? But I said one thing to David. I said, this is not something like a problem being given to us to solve for you, but instead that you will work with us to solve this problem as a team. I will surround you with master students, PhD students, postdoctoral fellows, undergraduate research students like you will be, and other high school students, all of whom work in this lab. He took my challenge. He came in as an undergraduate research student at the start of his sophomore year of his undergraduate program. And then he started to design the solution which he was seeking for himself and for others like him. So he had a tablet PC. He connected through a USB interface to a pan tilt zoom camera. And he was able to control the zoom and the pan and the tilt obviously of the camera from his tablet PC. So the classroom that was not accessible to him, he was able to bring the classroom through the camera into his tablet device that then he had access to the classroom material. But he did something even more clever. He split his tablet PC screen into two halves. On the left half was this classroom notes coming in, which he would either capture as video segments or freeze the frames. And then on the right half, he developed a nice notes interface. He would take down his classroom notes and he would link his notes to the specific video segments or the frozen frames. And now he had enriched course content that his sighted counterparts came at the end of the class to him and said, David, will you please share your course notes with us? <laughs> you have better course notes than we can ever take in, in the class. And then David did further improve on this device in his junior year, gave the prototype to other visually impaired students, so they too might try it. And they would give him his feedback, so that he can improve upon this device even more. And then he submitted this prototype that he had designed at the end of his junior year to a competition of the Microsoft company called the Microsoft Imagine Cup. So he submitted this idea and the prototype. Now, this competition has many, many, many people entering this, their ideas into the competition. These are graduate students, undergraduate students from all over the country and all over the globe. So his idea not only won the regional competition, he beat students from Berkeley and Stanford. That's okay. <laughs> and then he went to the national competition and beat all the students in that level, at that level also. MIT and Carnegie Mellon and others. There were in 11 categories. His category was called the touch and tablet category. And then he went to the world competition in Poland. There were 325,000 entries total in this Microsoft Imagine Cup competition in these 11 categories. 
he won the world competition also. He was excited and called me from Poland and said, Dr. Punch, we have won the competition. That is the power of what Arizona State University provides to our students. The environment that anybody, if they were to put their ideas, hard work, and all their energies in, that they can succeed. He again challenged himself in the software design category the next year, won it again in the national level, and now he's at MIT pursuing his PhD. And he's also started a small spin out so that he might produce this device in broader quantities that might be available for other visually impaired students to be successful in their endeavors. That's what I mean by people. Excellent people. Every student of this university has the opportunity to engage in very creative endeavors by working with faculty and other students and staff in order to be able to create these amazing things for themselves and others. On to next ideas. I promised you fantastic ideas. I talked about amazing people. Promised you fantastic ideas. There are so many of them. I'm going to pick just one. This is a project which was funded by the Department of Defense in their Minerva program. And in this project, a social scientist and anthropologist, Mark Woodward, working with a computer scientist, Hassan Davulchu, are looking at all the transactions that happen in terms of you know, terrorists or other kinds of folks you know, communicating amongst themselves in languages, in terms of terms, and trying to understand when those things do rise to the level of what might be considered as undesirable or rising to a level which might be concerning. They are working in collaboration in an international way, in a global interdisciplinary project, you may say, with experts in religious studies, in communications, in other areas such that you might bring all these inspirations together and that you might work with on the ground NGOs and other agencies that gather the data on the ground and combining that with scouring the web, the Twitter accounts, the Facebook accounts, etc., to be able to extract that information that then can be combined with the on the ground information can provide some kind of a clue in terms of when things are getting to be, you know, talked about in a manner that might be concerning. And this is a very successful project. I will encourage you to read about this project because I have a very short time to talk about each of them in great level of detail. But it is very exciting. The DOD recognized this project as an exemplar project and now have funded the second phase, where again Hassan Davulshu working with a fellow computer science faculty member, Paulo Shakarian and collaborating with Mark Woodward are working on the next set of tools. They call it the looking glass, the software, to do some amazing things that can help our nation, our national security, and more importantly, excite our students through these kinds of projects that they may then in the future become innovators, designers, and can achieve amazing things. Now let's talk about the third part. I promised you impact. So let's take some examples on impact, for example. 
And again, I would like to focus on students because that's what we are all about here at Arizona State University. Amazing students, producing amazing students. So this, where we talk about things, is about students and faculty and staff working in the university and with our partners in the community, be it a Mayo Clinic, be it an industry like Intel, whatever it takes in order that we may produce these fantastic ideas which can then move to the realm of producing fantastic things. We have amazing number of patents by our faculty. We are ranked fourth nationally among universities without a medical school in terms of the number of patents. Let's talk about what we do with those things. Here is again a group of undergraduate students who got together and said the problem of access to water in different parts of the world, particularly the developing world, is a real challenge. People have to carry water on top of their heads miles together to be able to get the water that they need. How might we be able to help in the situation is how they started off thinking about the solution. So they designed, they took this beer drum, right, a simple thing, attached handles to that so that the water can be made more portable instead of having to carry it to be able to roll the drum with the water from the source to their home. And they did, again, something even more clever. As this drum is rotating, they use the kinetic energy for purification of the water at the same time. So that you might not only have the water as portable, but also portable. That's the ingenuity of the students, is being able to take those very interesting problems, global grand challenge problems, even if you're an undergraduate student, that you're able to now find solutions that can really provide significant value and provide one pathway for a solution for those situations. So that's what impact really means. I will give you another example. I talked about working with our partners in industry, Intel. Intel came to us and said, we have this $1 billion factory in Vietnam. We would like to get more trained graduates. How might ASU be able to help in that situation? We took on the challenge. Intel is our partner. We took on the challenge. We worked with Intel, the ministries in Vietnam, as well as the USAID together as partners and build a training for the trainers program so that we might produce engineering faculty members that will be able to now generate the number of students with engineering qualifications that Intel needed in Vietnam to be successful. This pilot project, which started off as a $5 million investment, co-investment, not only addressed it the way Intel needed it, it won the Secretary of State, at that time Clinton's award for corporate excellence in engagement around the world, because ASU partnered with Intel on this project, and now is in the next phase, doing even broader things, helping Intel, and not only just Intel now, but many other companies in Vietnam to be successful. So we take on these challenges of our partners, Take on the challenges as we see them in different parts of the world and how might we be able to bring the right team, the right partners, such that we may be able to actually create the impact. So that is what a knowledge enterprise is all about. I repeat again, amazing people, fantastic ideas and phenomenal impact.
That's what we are about. So I'm so happy that we are able to bring that excellence that is there in the university and manifest it through the Ket Talks that we are launching right now so that we might take the curiosity and connect it with the amazing discoveries that is happening at ASU. And that's what we hope. This is a place of tremendous intellect. So thank you all. Thank you for listening to ASU KED Talks, the podcast, brought to you by ASU Knowledge Enterprise Development, also known as KED. KED advances research and innovation at Arizona State University. Remember to subscribe to hear more about ASU's research and discoveries, and visit us at research.asu.edu. If you'd like to let us know how we're doing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Until next time.